2: Brandon Scherf is gone, and he's not the only one in a new contract about to be signed by a Washington commander. Plus, we hear from our friends over at WUSA9 about D.C. stadium plans or lack thereof right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast.
3: You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Welcome to the Lockdown Commanders Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. I'm David Harrison, writer for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show. The Rooster can be found on the Team 980 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time with his partner over there, Pete Medhurst, or you can find them and this show anytime on the Odyssey app, On Commanders Podcast, free and available on all platforms and now on YouTube. So make sure you check us out. Over there, click the subscribe button to greatly help us out as well, and help other Commanders uh, fans find the show just like you did on Twitter. Follow us at dHarrison82 at WrestleMania621 and at Locked On Commanders at LO Commanders. That is once again, we thank you for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen of the day. Chris and I back together finally. It's been a, a little bit of time, Chris. Uh, I'm sorry that you had to leave for the reasons you had to. I, I listened to yesterday's episode. Uh, I think vulnerability and, and transparency to an audience is very important. Um, so I, I appreciate you sharing uh, with, with, the, with the audience. Hopefully those out there also appreciate that too. Uh, but Chris, good to be back. Washington getting eaten alive early <laughs> in free agency. Call it legal tampering, open negotiating period. It's the beginning of free agency. Let's just be real uh, with what it is. And it all starts with Brandon Scherf. Reportedly leaving the commanders for the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Right. So, so David, before I get into that, you know, I I tried to, you know, convey this yesterday. So I I appreciate Mm -hmm. obviously you doing uh, all the heavy lifting and and work while I was dealing with that costing me, you know, uh, a very, very, very busy week. Clearly, you don't want to take weeks like last week off. I didn't choose to take it off. It it was chosen for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Life is short and precious. And, you know, we we remind you of that at the end. We'll remind you of it now. Treat every day and your loved ones like it could be the last day because you never know. Um, yeah. So thank you, you know, for for filling in, uh, not filling in, for doing all uh, of the work uh, and and filling whatever void uh, I created uh, by that situation. And, and thanks everybody uh, for being patient. So we found out. Uh, I, I guess we'll get into the show. We found out on Monday afternoon that Brandon Sheriff is indeed leaving under a reported deal, uh, as of the time of this recording Monday evening, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now. I, again, did we do not have the financials just yet. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, Brandon Sheriff could always change his mind because these deals cannot be officially signed until Wednesday afternoon at 4 o'clock Eastern time when the official league year begins. But for right now, we think, we, we, we are expecting him to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I say this, I sure as heck hope Brandon Sheriff got his five-year deal and got his money north of 85 million or somewhere in that range so that he can justify in his mind going to the other (laughs) armpit of the nfl not just Uh, this armpit which he's been basically stuck in and i mean i I say that i'm trying not to be a jerk but you get my point he didn't go to the cincinnati bengals like i thought he was going to go they instead signed Alex Kappa, who you know, of course, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and uh-huh. their Super Bowl team, and, and, of course, last year. So as soon as we he signed there, Kappa, uh, right afternoon or agreed to terms on Monday, we knew Sheriff wasn't going to Cincinnati. But still, yeah. Jacksonville, maybe it shouldn't surprise us because Khan is a free agent and Norwell is a free agent, so they clearly needed an upgraded guard. They needed a starter at guard. Yeah. But I am a little bit surprised – Uh, that it was Jacksonville that got him right away. And that's why I say, David, I hope for his sake, he got the five years. I hope for his sake, he got 18 million a year. I'll be stunned if it's a really cheap deal. How about you?
2: Yeah, it's it's all about the Benjamins. You know what I mean? It's got to be like this. This move makes no sense unless he's getting paid really, really well. I mean, like top. Top money in the NFL, you know what I mean. You talk about like history making deals and all that stuff. The guarantees got to be solid. Uh, the 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 incentives have to be attainable. Like, you know, I can't say that I'm completely surprised that Jacksonville is the final location because I did write up uh, for SI.com. Brandon was one of the offensive free agents that you know obviously Washington fans should be paying attention to because we expect him to leave his contract and where he goes, and then how Washington counterbalances those contracts. With their own added free agents, if they get any, will be will kind of help determine future compensatory picks, right? So that's very important. Um, The Jaguars were on that list. The Jaguars were on the list of teams that I listed that maybe Brancher would go to because of Phil Rousher, because his his relationship from Phil's time here with with Washington, but relationship with an offensive line coach doesn't can't be the main motivating factor, especially when it's this quickly. Uh, This quick of a deal, you mentioned that how quickly the deal really got done uh, in the in the early hours of the open negotiating period. And you talk about the Bengals, you know, look, uh, we know now they made a really strong push to go get Ryan Jensen, uh, Buccaneers Pro Bowl center. He immediately returned to the Buccaneers as soon as Tom Brady did. So they went out and they got Alex Kappa. So obviously they had their targets set on that Buccaneers front line for a good reason, a very good front line to poach from. So you can't blame them there. But you you kind of have to believe they at least put out a feeler, right? Or two, to, to Brandon Scherf's camp. I mean, I think you're not doing your due diligence as a franchise if you don't at least send out the, the the lifeline. So to turn down a chance to potentially play for a Super Bowl contender to go to Jacksonville that is years away, I mean – Everybody's gonna lean on and say, "Well, look what the Bengals did in year two with their rookie quarterback." Yeah, I got it, but that's that's the that's the exception to the rule. That's not the norm, you know what I mean? And Trevor Lawrence in year one did not look as good as Joe Burrow did, even before he got hurt. So these these things are not the same. Um, yeah, Chris, like he had to have gotten paid, and if he didn't, right? I don't. I mean, is Phil that good of a guy? I never met him. Maybe you can tell me, like Phil's. You just know, that I, great. I didn't
1: know Phil very well when he was yeah. here, but I, I you know, I, honestly, with all the coaching carousel, David, I totally forgot about that connection. Yeah. So that's a really good point on your end. So maybe that's why he jumps, in addition to the money that I'm sure Jacksonville yeah. ultimately paid him. Maybe and 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 don't forget also not only the Phil Rouscher connection, but Doug Peterson was the head coach of the Eagles for right. much of Brandon Sheriff's career. Yeah. So he got to see him two games, game plan against him, really yeah. break down the film. So you know, Doug Peterson is more than familiar. And let's be honest, you got Trevor Lawrence who struggled through a rookie year. One of the ways to improve a young quarterback is by giving him that shell of protection so that he can read defenses, so that he can do all the things that we all saw Trevor Lawrence do that led to him being a number one pick. But I totally forgot about the Rauscher situation, so that's a really good uh, call on you. All right, wait the contract term. Also, um, Tim says – uh, reportedly agreed yeah. to leave Washington commanders and go to the Buffalo yeah. bills on a reported two-year deal. Um, I'll just quickly say this, not a shock that he's leaving because his snaps yeah. went way down, David in yeah. 2019, 2020, he was North of 300 snaps per year in 2021 two, 210 snaps. And yeah. At least, according to Pro Football Focus, he had a higher cumulative overall grade in 2021, playing way less snaps than he did. So, again, I expected him to leave, yeah. but Buffalo is an interesting fit. I know he reunites with one of his Virginia Tech college teammates, Jermaine Edmonds, but yeah. but you know that's that's a place you can win a Super Bowl a lot quicker than I think you can in Washington. So, is that the reason why he leaves?
2: Yeah, I, think, I mean, I think he's looking for a contender and he's looking for playing time, you know, right. and and I'm a big Tim Settle fan. Honestly, uh, if, if this was Madden and I was in control, <laughs> I would probably flip on Payne for whatever draft capital I get for him. I'd roll in with Jonathan Allen, Ioannidis, Tim Settle, probably draft some depth uh, as well, probably early day three, maybe late day two, depending right. on how the picks fall. Um, that's how I would have attacked the defensive line, but I'm not in charge. And, and those guys, you know, they make all that money and they make those decisions. For a reason, I just I hate to see a guy like Tim Settle leave, but he's going to a very good situation. Uh, he's going to a team that likes to lean on their defense as well. So he knows he's going to get to be uh, or have the opportunity, at least to be a very important part of a team that, again, for for two seasons has been very close to getting near or, or at the top of the mountain. And they're just looking for some of those those key pieces that are going to step up in the crucial times. And I'm happy that Tim is going to get that opportunity, but sad to see him leave the, the commanders.
1: All right. That's a couple of thoughts on the two guys that we think are definitely out the door for the Washington Commanders. Coming up next, news of an extension in the Washington Commanders franchise that broke on Monday. We're going to discuss our thoughts on the news. But first, David here to tell you about a big dance coming up that you can get heavily involved in.
2: Yeah, look, as crazy as the NFL has been here at the start of the week, college basketball is about to get mad from the latest odds, contests, and player props. BetOnline.net is going to be your number one source for all the madness during your sport for your sports betting needs and all the info that you need. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at bet online where the game starts. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer, if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
1: All right, thanks for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen each and every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL, Locked On Experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL. I don't think there's that many big stories going around on the NFL. My goodness! Every Monday through Friday, in less than thirty minutes, it's free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube, which is of course where you can watch us. Alec on Commander Podcast. All right, David, let's get to it. Scott Turner reportedly getting a three-year contract extension. I, listen, we, we don't know exactly, but it would possibly align him with Ron Rivera's original 3 five-year deal, but more likely it, it actually might exceed Ron's contract, at least the original terms, which we believe to be a five-year deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, sim- very simple question. In your eyes, is this a good move or eh, I'm not sure about Scott Turner?
2: I mean, you know, I'm not sure about the Washington offense. I'm going to put yeah. it that way because, and I've kind of said this about Ron Rivera too, and, and again, I've written written about it over at SI. They these guys haven't had their quarterback yet, and it's it's really hard to gauge an offense, and it's really all it's honestly really hard to gauge the the mentality and the the reputation, the personality of a team until they have their quarterback. And I'm not even I'm not saying a great quarterback. It could be Joe Flacco. You know what I mean? It could it could be any it, it could be a, any quarterback with any type of personality or play style, but is it your guy? And Ron Rivera talked about this during the offseason, right? Trying to find the guy. They went after Russell Wilson. They went after Matt Stafford last year. They shrug out on both of those guys. Now,
0: mm-hmm. both
2: of those players are different styles of quarterbacks, but what they are is strong leadership personalities, and that establishes the identity of your team. That's where this whole thing starts until you have an identity. It's really kind of hard to fully dive into what you're going to be as a team and especially on offense. And so that's where I don't think like as much as we have seen, I don't think we've seen the Ron Rivera Washington commanders the way that he wants them to really be. And I don't think we've seen the Scott Turner Washington commanders offense the way he really wants it to be because he's constantly having to shift and, and manipulate things to try and fit a guy that doesn't really fit the mold or isn't really in the, the long-term plan. So do you really scrap your entire play? And we went through this with Taylor Heineke. Like, do you scrap your whole playbook and rewrite the re, you know, reinvent the wheel for a guy that you don't believe is going to be there longer than, you know, mid January. You don't, if, if you, if you, if you're an offensive coordinator in the national football league, and that's part of the problem here. And with Carson Wentz, again, I mean, you're, you're going and getting a guy because you have to, you have to get a guy, you have to get competition in there and try to improve the position one way or another. So I don't blame them necessarily for doing it. I wouldn't have gone that direction, but it's hard for me to fully judge until you get a situation where you can say, okay, this is your team. This is a team that this coach, you know, would want to have on the field. And so now I'm going to put your stamp on it. But at the same time, the NFL, you don't get five, six years, five, Mm -hmm. you know, five, six different quarterbacks to say, okay, now this is my guy. Now start the clock. No, the clock's already started. We're already two years into this thing. Um, But you know, Again, I do feel like this coaching staff has a little bit more wiggle room because of all the circumstances happening around the franchise, but I don't think it's going to be forever. So if it's not Carson, if it's not Taylor, this team's got to figure out a quarterback that they can roll with and start to wrap their identity around uh, sooner rather than later because the, the clock is running out. So. That's that's the best answer I can give, which isn't really an answer, but that's just kind of where my head is with Scott Turner, with Ron Rivera, and the whole coaching staff.
1: All right, so a couple of things, and at least the way I see it. First of all, yeah. okay, he gets a three-year extension, whether that takes him through Ron's original five years or even one pass Ron, whatever the deal is doesn't mean you can't fire him and make a change at that. I mean, there's no salary cap for coaching staff. So anybody worried about that, no big deal. Okay, they got to pay him a couple of million dollars a year or whatever. That's chump change, even for Dan Snyder, even for this organization. That's number one. Number two, I think philosophically, if you look at it, David, you you pointed out that they haven't had their guy yet. There's no doubt about that. Even though you could argue that they've had guys that they were somewhat fond of, I don't know if you would put Taylor Heineke or Kyle Allen or whatever as their guy. Yeah. Here's what I know: they were out from the start on Dwayne Haskins. Yep. Out from the start, yep. they were. They had no interest in Alex Smith. They just had none. I can assure you that that's the the God's honest truth. Okay, yep. so. While we can partially evaluate Scott Turner, we can't fully evaluate Scott Turner. But here's what I would say. And I think you and I have talked about this, and I think you and I would agree with this if we haven't talked on this. There were plenty of opportunities to make plays last year that weren't made. right? So I think while the, while it's not to me about changing the system and finding the right fit and all that, I think it's they look at it as, hey, the system works. And the talent is here. We need to find somebody that can make that talent and that system operate at peak efficiency. And while Carson Wentz, I, I would hope that they never look themselves in the mirror and go, hey, Carson Wentz is the guy. He's the guy. We're, but they know that he's an upgrade. Maybe it's small. As I said on on the last episode You know that I, I did after coming back, I said, are they better? Yeah, I think they're better on paper. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think they think they're better on paper. you got a six-five guy who was a former number two overall pick that does have a strong arm. They're yeah. better on paper. Yeah. Are they better on the field? You'd have to think so, but we don't know so. But yeah. I think they, this move is clear. Backing up Scott Turner, bringing in Carson Wentz, a guy that they are at least choosing to work with, that they think is clearly an upgrade over Taylor Haneke, says – Scott Turner, you are not the problem. We do right. not think you are the issue here, why this offense has struggled to score, you know, at times more than 17 points or whatever it is. We think with a better quarterback and maybe better help around you, we can make this offense hum at about mm, 24 to 27 points a game, which yep. honestly, like 27 points is not that much. I mean, it's right. just it's a couple of points above league average, right? Yep. But they, they, they've got to make a jump. But but they don't think Scott Turner is the problem. And you know what? No. To be honest with you, I don't either.
2: No, and I'll agree. I mean, I, like you said, there's plays left on the field, and there there are misreads, there, are, reads, there are, are throws that were too late, that were underthrown, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. There are fumble issues with Antonio Gibson, let's not forget. Well, uh, you yeah. know, He had a contribution in there too. Plus the Curtis all the injury, plus all the injury injuries, issues. Right? Yeah, Logan Thomas injury yeah. issues. So, I mean, there are a lot of things you can look at this Washington offense and say there are a lot of, of factors here that made them, uh, struggle as much as they did at times, and they still won seven games. That's, that's so it's kind of like a silver lining. And again, you go back to the pre-bye week uh, Washington football team. I've, we've pointed to that we've we've talked about this. There are at least three games in there that yep. you can you can easily point out point to and say you could have won this game. The coaches put you in a position to potentially win this game if the players execute properly. And two of those games are against the Chiefs and the Packers. And I mean, the confidence level you get from beating those two teams if your team executes in key scenarios and key situations going into the buy and then chris if you come out and you beat the buccaneers confidence solves a lot of things and if those those plays get executed properly and those moments get handled better we're not giving up you know a, a run on the at the goal line instead of trying to get into the to the end zone and score stuff like that those things change the the tra- the trajectory of an nfl season you look at those three games alone that's 10 wins Uh, And that puts you obviously right in the in the mix of the playoff group. So, I mean, yeah, I I would say at this point in time that I don't look at Scott Turner and say you're the problem. Like you said, I look at and say this is a player execution problem. And a lot of it, I don't even put a blame on it. It's just kind of really bad. the, the, The black cloud that Ron has been talking about. It's just kind of more of that.
1: No doubt about it. Um, So I'm sure fans are thrilled that Scott Turner's got himself a contract extension, uh, but it sounds like both of us are more than okay with it uh, for right now. Coming up next, we wrap up the Locked on Commanders podcast. Eric Flack from WUSA 9 on Washington, D.C. stadium plan. Or David, is there a non-stadium plan? We'll uh, we'll examine that with Eric Flack, our pal from WUSA9. But first. Of course, David and I want to tell you that this episode of the Locked on Commanders podcast brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-changing market out there, guys, all sorts of different makes, models, all sorts of different competitors. There's more online shopping than ever uh, in society in general. But rockauto.com is a place where not only are you going to get a great online shopping experience, you are going to get the simply best auto parts shopping experience that you've been begging for, that you've been aching for? Why go to those big auto parts superstores where you're going to get overpriced? You're going to have to pay for the overhead. You're going to pay more than your buddy down the street, the mechanic, or their buddy down the street, I should say, who buys in volume, who buys in bulk, who they're going to give a discount to because they know him and because they want to keep his business. Nope. RockAuto.com is going to give you the very best and most competitive price. Whatever you need, foreign or domestic, new or old, simple or major, whatever you want, RockAuto.com has it for you and whatever you need go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know locked on sent you amazing selection reliably low
3: prices all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com
2: Final segment here at the Locked On Commanders podcast on this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast. David Harrison, Chris Russell, back together for the first time in a little over a week. Happy to be back together uh, for this episode. Happy to be back with all of you out there listening or watching on YouTube, whatever platform you are uh, with us on. We greatly appreciate you coming by. Follow us on Twitter in the meantime as well at DHarrison82, at wrestlemania 61 and at LO Commanders Chris. Like you teased before the break, we've got Eric Flack, investigative reporter for WUSA9 out here in Washington, D.C. For those of you local, you may have seen the report. If you have, it's still a good report to go ahead and relive. If you are not local, you probably did not see the report. So we're going to play that for you right now.
0: Dreams of a Washington Commander's return to the district are fading like the paint on its one-time home RFK Stadium. Washington, D.C.'s Congressional voice, Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton. To use a football term, <laughs> is this a Hail Mary?
1: <laughs> not, not even that yet. <laughs>
0: not even a Hail Mary? Not even that yet, <laughs> but I guess that's the closest to it you could get. Holmes Norton has spent years trying to clear the way to build a new football stadium on the RFK site, something that Washington Commander's owner Daniel Snyder also has tried to accomplish behind the scenes since 2018, according to published reports. After the team changed its name, even D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser threw her support behind the plan. Here's what she said to us just a few weeks ago.
2: I think Washingtonians want to have their team play in Washington just like all of the other professional sports teams. We have an ideal location at RFK.
0: Problem is, the stadium idea is facing an all-out blitz from some members of the D.C. Council. And you're going to fight against the stadium as long as you can absolutely it doesn't make sense council member charles allen is the loudest and most passionate voice against using the district's last best plot of undeveloped land for dan snyder's new mecca nfl stadiums are proven uniquely to be poor economic drivers they host eight or ten home games a season let's throw in an occasional bowl game and an occasional concert The most used stadiums out there are maybe 20 or 30 events per year, which means out of 365 days, it's sitting dark and empty 330 days out of the year. That's not a good economic investment for us to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to benefit a billionaire. It's also just a really bad use of the land. Land Allen and others say should be used for green space, affordable housing and retail, But when it comes to redevelopment of the RFK site, there's a catch. Are they making your job harder by not being on the same page? Because all 190 acres are federally owned, nothing can be done with the RFK campus until Congress changes the terms of its current lease with the city, or lets DC buy the land from the government outright. Holmes Norton said the recent congressional hearing into sexual harassment allegations against Snyder and other members of his staff have only further dimmed the chances Congress would help the billionaire by clearing the way for his new football stadium, even if it had the full support of D.C. government. And with the prospect of Republicans regaining control of Congress during the midterm elections, Holmes Norton said the city's chance to take over that RFK site is about to wash away not taking advantage of this
1: opportunity when Democrats in charge is a lost opportunity. On both sides, yes, of the council and the mayor,
0: in the meantime, the city is moving forward with plans to tear down old RFK recently awarding a contract to a construction company for demolition of the 60 year old stadium, but with all the regulatory red tape that demolition wouldn't start until sometime next year at the earliest in Southeast Eric Flack wusa 9.
1: All right. Once again, thanks to Eric Flack, WUSA 9, all of our friends there. So kind to include us, of course, as part of our partnership uh, with WUSA 9 in terms of the great reporting uh, on Washington, D.C. Of course, we've heard Maryland and, of course, the extensive plans right now in Virginia as the pursuit of a new stadium goes on for the Washington Commanders. All right, guys, we will have plenty of news coming up on the next episode, including who's staying, who's going, uh, major and minor, plenty of stuff to do. I'll be solo. David will be back with a solo edition after free agency actually officially begins on the next episode. But we want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen each and every day. Come on back for that next episode. Now make your second listen of the day, the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast with Ryan Tracy, former NFL cornerback, Ryan uh, Eric Crocker, as they bring the NFL Draft to life each and every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question, you want to get in, Email locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com. That's locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com. Or the voicemail, 301 615 That's 301 615 David tells me we've got a couple built up. We are going to get to them. Just be patient, guys. We know uh you we want to get you involved in the show. Just hang with us and we will get you up, I promise. But that's gonna do it for today's episode, Commanders fans. Again, thanks for joining us. We're free and available on all platforms right here on the locked on podcast podcast network your team each and every day for david harrison who's covering the washington commanders for SI.com's fan nation i'm chris russell one half of the russell and men her show on the team 980 and the odyssey app again we'll be back here with a solo episode from each one of us and then we'll rejoin each other throughout the uh, or at the end of the week i should say right here on the locked on commanders podcast